0: Hey everybody, happy new year. Hopefully you started 2021 off on a good foot. I'm excited because I'm recording from my new studio and it's all decked out. I'm excited for the next season of Technically Speaking, but before then, I'll be dropping a few of these after-hours segments. The whole idea around this is to give you all a bit of additional listening experiences from surplus recording, from webinars and podcasts. For this specific segment, I will be with Regine Gilbert, author of Inclusive Design for a Digital World, where we'll be fielding a Q&A from our live audience. Now, if you haven't already, you can listen to the full episode on season one, episode three to go a little bit deeper into these subjects, but um, hopefully you all are able to take a few nuggets out of this short segment. Enjoy. I think we have a few questions in the bank. Yeah. Uh, So we'll go ahead and actually get started on those. The first one is from Amy. How can product managers begin a conversation about accessibility pre-design? How can we influence our organization and prioritize accessibility?
1: I think it depends first and foremost on what you're working on. Are you working on a public facing website or application? If that is the case, then you pretty much, sort of by law, are required to make your site accessible. Anything that, and the, the laws around this have been so ambiguous. Basically, the, the American with Disabilities Act really covered any public space. Um and it was it was brought before it was created before the web was what the web is today. Yeah. And because of that, um it's kind of been blanketed and used and there's been an increase in lawsuits over the last few years. I mean, there's you could just type accessibility lawsuit into Google, you'll see plenty. If you have anything that's public facing, it should be accessible. And in general, it should be accessible, but uh, you can start with the legal um, yeah, you could start with the legal requirements. Um, you could say, you know we want to target a broader audience, right? So if we make this accessible, we're actually making this available to more people. There's a lot of money in the in the disability community that is missed out on because things are not accessible. Uh, there's a list of reasons. There's a lot of them. So I would say first and foremost, what it is, what what are you working on? Um, you know, think about from a product uh, manager perspective, from the uh, in terms of process, how would incorporating accessibility impact your process? Is it adding to the sprints? Um, if it is, okay. But how are you incorporating it? That how are you weaving it in? Could it be weaved in in a phased way? um if you have a larger team for example you have a visual design you you have um who else copy right developers right how is how is that impacting each of those levels so there's a lot um amy you could email me i'd be happy to like have a conversation with you
0: <laughs> one one more thing to add on i think you spoke to this regina i think Bringing it into planning and prioritizing it um, is a great way to start. I know that product organizations are usually moving pretty quickly, but having that at least in the queue of work, at some point, uh, at least the team has it on the radar. And you've done a lot of work in terms of understanding um, sort of how that fits in the process. I think like the keyboard navigation, even being able to to vocalize that and having an example of what these types of things mean for our experience will help build more consensus around it as well. All right, the next question is from Josh Gipper. Can you give a synopsis on your approach to planning for A11Y?
1: Okay, so for those who don't know what A11Y is, it's a numeronym for accessibility. Uh, There's 11 characters between the A and the Y. So that's A11y. So if you ever wanna look up anything accessibility on Twitter or LinkedIn, you can hashtag the A11y and find it. Um, Josh, it depends is my answer on what it is. Uh, It depends on, so I'll just give you an example. A lot of the work that I have done is post someone getting an accessibility audit and me helping plan out what needs to be done um, in accordance with the, uh, and agile, um, plan of how to address the issues. Uh, if the issues are critical, how are we addressing those issues? So it's really starting with, um, a plan first and foremost. Um, another, uh, project, uh, that I worked on recently, or it's still in the process of working on is, is looking at, Um, making a virtual reality experience accessible and what does that mean right are you providing audio descriptions for things that uh, someone would interact with if they cannot see it so it all depends on what it is Um, but I, I think definitely approaching it from the perspective of a plan first because if you fail to plan you plan to fail so you need a plan of some sort I hope that I don't have a specific answer, but I, I would say always start with the plan. I'm a former project manager as well, still keeping my certification in project management always. Um, and I always think about t- uh, addressing things from a, a project management perspective and lens.
0: From Sunny Song Have you ever encountered a situation where a company, client, team argued that accessibility feature in design is low priority? For example, it would take too long, be too costly, or go against business immediate needs. If so, how do you push back?
1: The answer is yes. Um, There's a lot of uh, companies who feel that it is a low priority. Um, And as somebody who is an advocate for accessibility, I do push back Um, and I voice my opinion. And some days I win and some days I lose. You know, as a consultant, I really, you know, push for things to get done that didn't get done. Um, I've, I've had people say, well, we're just going to use some third-party overlay. Like, those things don't work. Don't use it. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes you win and sometimes you don't. And, and it's an ongoing, I feel like for me personally, accessibility is something that I will be fighting for for the rest of my life. And so I think it's really important to not leave people out. And um, the way that I tend to push back depends on the situation at hand. But I've had, yeah, I've had all those things. And the biggest, you know, I've said earlier, planting seeds is one of the things I like to do. I think that you can do really small things to make a bigger impact later on. If you don't mind being invested in the company that you're working with and you have patience, um, stick around, things will
0: change. Now, one, one more thing I would add to, um, a lot of companies are using some form of design systems. Um, mm-hmm. if you have a foundational team, that might be a great team to start having those conversations with. Um, when we think about design at scale, if you're starting to build components that think about accessibility, um. That is actually a central team that can enable other teams to actually start organically implementing these pieces. I think there might be some opportunities to pivot and see where um, perhaps you know where the more impactful sort of foundational pieces where you can make that impact happen. Right. Um, that's something that that you know we've we've been starting to think about. Um, and then additionally too, with with the designs that you're working on, um, you know, before it even gets to um, you know, to, to being um, pushed live, uh, educate the design team. If your design team can actually start to organically implement in their designs before it even gets to a development phase versus as an afterthought, um, there's an opportunity there as well.
1: And I'm just going to throw one more thing out there. that uh, webaim.org has, uh, they did a, a survey of a million websites for the top, I think, five, accessibility issues number one is a designer issue it's color contrast easy to fix uh use a color contrast checker so you know there are things that i i would say for everybody here if you have interests in accessibility look at webaim.org and look at the web aim million to see like the top five accessibility issues out there on the web. They looked at a million web pages Hmm. and found very common errors.
0: All right, Uh, another question from Amy. How can we reorient our own mindsets to be more thoughtful of differently abled people?
1: It's okay to say disability. I'll say that first Um, in the disability community, if you go on Twitter. Uh, People will try to say all kinds of things and you'll see um, there's all kinds of, there's a hashtag Ables are weird that um, someone put out. So, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. I will say one of the things in order to get an understanding um, of others is just to start to learn about the culture, right? There's a great documentary on Netflix called Crip Camp. Uh, that talks about this camp that happened in upstate New York, um, where people with disabilities or disabled people were able to go and just be themselves. And I think it's a good, it's a really good documentary. It's a good place to start. Um, If I can give you a list of other things as well, I don't want to take up the time, but yeah.
0: Just touching, touching on what you said earlier, do you think a lot of people just find it hard to get into even thinking about accessibility because of the stigma around it um
1: i I I, think yes i i think if we each and every single one of us is temporarily Mm able-bodied if you haven't had something you know happen to you you will i mean if it hasn't happened to you it's happened to a family member right Mm -hmm. and so what does that mean for you what does that mean for them? How does life change? How does life, you know, what, what, what needs to be done, right? What needs to be done in order to make things better, right? Because at the end of the day, I think what we want as human beings is all the same. We want the best for ourselves. Uh, some people want the best for others. I do. I want the best for everybody on this call. And so if we want the best for ourselves, what does that mean? And how do we prepare for that future?
0: All right, so we got one last question. Dave asked, are there any resources you can share that might assist with coaching upper management on the need to adopt new standards?
1: Money. (laughs) There's a lot of money, I mean, there's a lot of money. When you have something that works and it's accessible and you can have the most people using it, that's money. And money talks, right? And so you can look at the return on investment of making things accessible and seeing that if we get X number of users, more users, then we're getting more money. I think money is, you know, people will say, oh, you could look at it from the legal part. You can. But at the same time, like, why not make this open for as many people as possible so that we can have more people engaged and more people engaged means more money. And that means I get to keep my job. Right? Yep. So I hope that answers your question, Dave, but I'm happy, again, you can reach out to me and if you have specific questions, because I just gave a general money question. But if you, (laughs) if you, you know, I'm, I'm open to uh, um, speaking with folks.
0: Yeah. And I feel like a lot of time, like, there's also this assumption that if we're dedicating resources towards making our experiences more accessible, there isn't money around it. Um,
1: there's you, literally billions on the table that we leave because we don't address
0: a certain community
1: or lots of communities that we yeah, exclude.
0: Definitely. All right. Well, that's it for the question. Is there anything that you want to close with, Regine?
1: Uh, I want to thank each and every one of you that is here. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time on a Friday, whatever time it is for you. Um, you all are all over the world. Uh, Harrison, thank you from the bottom of my heart yeah. for having me. This was fun. I hope that you all learned something new. I I like talking, so <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Um, but I, I I hope that this was engaging for for everyone. I wish everybody who's here, anybody who's going to watch this in the future, um, best, all the best from my heart. I do mean that.
0: How can folks connect with you?
1: Um, the best way to connect with me probably is Twitter, because I'm on there quite a bit, um, at R-E-G underscore I-N-E-E. Also, you can email me at Regine M- gilbert at gmail.com i'm usually good about getting back to people maybe not right away but i will get back to you um and yeah that's the best like twitter and email is the best way to get a hold of me